This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good morning, good afternoon everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Baruchem Abam. Welcome to our Nesia Kedosha, our wonderful trip to Morocco. That's a Paischen B'chvayt Achsanya. First of all, uh, welcome. Uh, we have a very uh, wonderful group of people on this trip. Uh, very eminent individuals, so it's really an honor to see everybody here, and we look forward to an amazing time together. Uh, let's begin by thanking Rav Avi Rokeach of Lalecha Tours. Uh, Avi put in tremendous energy and work over the last couple of weeks and, and months, really, organizing the trip, all the logistics, and... Uh, we give uh, Rabbi Avi a, a tremendous yashikayach for giving us this opportunity. Okay, so uh, we're now we're driving to Marrakesh. Said uh, 72 kilometers or something like that. And l- let's begin by speaking about the origins of Jewish life in Morocco. Who were the first Jews to come to Morocco? How did, how did Jews get to Morocco in the first place? Legend has it that Jews came to Morocco as early as the first Beis HaMikdash, the time of the first Beis HaMikdash. In fact, there is a legend, and we're going to be uh, speaking about a number of very interesting legends. Many of them do not have any basis, not in Sifrei Kodesh, and not in uh, historical works, but nevertheless, this is what is said. It's somewhat like folklore, but the biblical city of Tarshish that we read about in Yoyna, was in Morocco. There are opinions that Tarshish was in Morocco. Now, Morocco enjoyed a golden age. So we always talk about the golden age of Spain, but in the 11th century, the imperial dynasty of the Almoravids ruled a very large area of North Africa, and that was the golden age of Morocco, which really preceded the golden age of Spain. And during that time, you had Rabbeinu Nisim Goin, Rav Nisim Goin, Rabbeinu Hananel. You had the Rif. And that was the golden age of Morocco, but that came to an end in the second half of the 12th century when the Almoravids were deposed by the Almohads. And we know the Rambam was always in flight from the Almohads. But Mor- Morocco served as a very important location for uh, Jewish life throughout the centuries. But let me share with you a few interesting legends. We're going to be starting Sefer Shemoy soon. We're going to be reading about the Makois. During Makas Choyshech, the Medrash tells us that the Bnei Ephraim ran out of Egypt. Where did they go? They went to Eretz Yisrael, but ultimately the Canaanim defeated them. Where did the Bnei Ephraim go from there? Legend has it, the Bnei Ephraim came to Morocco. Interestingly, the Berbers, who are a clan in the Atlas Mountains, for many centuries they practiced Judaism. So there were definitely very early origins of Jewish life in Morocco, even before the first Beis Hamikdash. Now, here are some interesting folklores. It is claimed that one of the Nevi'im is buried in Morocco. See if anybody can figure out which Navi was buried in Morocco. Daniel. Not Daniel. Moroccan folklore claims Daniel is buried in Morocco. Who else? Yehoshua. 
Yehoshua, they claim, is buried in Morocco. And not only Yehoshua, but Yehoshua bin Nun, his father. In fact, legend has it that one day, Yisrael, Moshe's father-in-law, went missing. So Moshe uh, was like, where's the Shver? Where did the Shver go? Where's Yisrael? And Moshe was told Yisrael went to Morocco. He went on the first Lalecha tours to Morocco, and he was in search for the spring of life, that anyone who drinks from it would live forever. So Moshe Rabbeinu took Yehoshua Benun with him. And in fact, Moshe Rabbeinu got word that the spring of life is where the two great bodies of water meet, the Atlantic Ocean and the Mediterranean, somewhere near the Straits of Gibraltar. Moshe Rabbeinu got word that Yisrael went to Morocco to drink from this water. And Moshe Rabbeinu took with him a, cer- a certain fish. And this fish knew exactly where the Mediterranean and Atlantic Ocean met. And uh, legend has it that Yehoshua ben Nun passed away in search for Moshe's father-in-law Yisrael when they were in Morocco. In fact... There is a location that Moroccans claim is buried not only Yehoshua, but his father Nun. There's a legend that a certain blind person wanted to go to the cover of Yehoshua, and Yehoshua appeared to him in a dream, and Yehoshua said, no, 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 I'm not good for this kind of stuff, you need to go to my father Nun. Nun is, is good for healing uh, blindness. Legend has it that when the Jews... Uh, defeated the 31 kings of Canaan, those nations of Canaan then came to Morocco. So many hundreds of years later, when Yoyav ben Sruya, the general of David HaMelech, found out that the Canaanim came to Morocco, Yoyav ben Sruya went on Laleches trip number two to Morocco to be able to defeat the Canaanim who ran away to Morocco. In fact, there are monuments in Morocco that say Ad poi bo yoyov sartseva david amelech behakoisa yes moyov es haplishtim. And the Jews of Mogador, they say over that they have the ring of Yoyov ben Surya who came to chase out the Kananim from Morocco. So if you see any Kananim, Kanizi, Prizi, Ivusi, you know where they came from. But. This was just uh, some of the legends of the early origins of uh, the Jewish community in Morocco. In a few moments we'll discuss how Morocco was transformed from an outlying area in Jewish life to one of the central academies of Torah in, uh, in our history. And that came about as a result of a seminal event in the end of the 10th century that we're going to speak about in a few moments. Just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.